Welcome, welcome to uh, Diplomacy Games. I'm Ambi. I'm Kana. And episode number 11, everything's all tracking well within the, the podcast at the moment, I think. How about you? Yeah, no, going good. <laughs> I heard you changed the batteries. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything was going well with the podcast, with the exception of the last episode. So um, before we just do that, let's quickly just have a quick... Cheers. That was one of our that best, was yeah. <laughs> that was a good cheers. What do you um, have again? I forgot. <laughs> you can... <laughs> I'm having the Redlands IPA. Was it? No, it's an IPA. Yeah. Um, I think I've got. I know I'm having a Shiraz from the Barossa Valley. It is um, the Zitter Union Street Shiraz, 2014 from Barossa, from Barossa Valley. Um, Canis has literally walked away from where we're sitting and gone to the bar to find out what he was having. What were we having? I'm having the Hops Thief IPA. No, oh, very good. New South Wales. Oh well, well let's let's see what it's like. Yep. Another one. Mm. That's delicious. That's bloody nice. Mm. And we're in a really funky bar too. What's the name of this place again? Uh, so we're in Brooklyn Standard, which is obviously American themed, New yep. York themed. New York. It's, uh, a, it's an underground basement bar, really. It's um, dim lighting and it's actually really quite um, atmospheric. It is. They've done a really good job decorating this place because the building itself is like a late 80s, early 90s skyscraper. And oh, really? obviously they've just kind of put on fake brick or real brick onto the walls and wood panelling and all the uh, all the cool shit. Because it does look pretty period. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's from Prohibition. Hey. Yes. Yeah. Be, be good little speakeasy. It would have been, yeah. So um, talking about speaking easy or not speaking at all, as you were saying in the last episode, um, we did have some technical problems. And I have worked out what the issue was. Yeah, no, now what were they, Andy? Uh, well, there was only one issue, and um, pretty much I was under the impression that the batteries in the recording device were rechargeable batteries. Every single time we'd recorded an episode, I would then shove that back into recharge into the computer, not knowing that, in fact, all I was doing was draining the battery more and more and more. So I'm actually incredibly surprised that we managed to make the batteries last as long as they did for 10 recordings. Nine and three quarters. Nine and three quarters, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, at the same time, I'm very happy to have learnt the skill that, look, not only can you, because you can put batteries in the freezer and if you cool them down, you can kind of get more life out of them, but bashing them against the ground obviously also works. Well, that that is handy if you're stuck on a camping trip and your batteries start going dead. And you don't have a freezer. You don't have a freezer. Yeah, Yeah. very true. Anyway, glad we got that out of the way. Yes, yes. So we'll, we'll try to avoid that. And so the technical yeah, issue is fixed now. New, battery, new batteries <laughs> in, and I will actually pay attention to when they need to be changed rather than trying to recharge them when they're not rechargeable. Now I'm we'll... one of the smart ones. <laughs> <laughs> now, we were talking about um, one versus one games when it started to die. And so we didn't uh, finish a little it bit off. about what was going on over in WebDip. Yep. Um, did we, I'm fairly certain we said that we were going to pick up a couple of games against each other. Um, yes, we threw down the gauntlet against each other, and um, that's been an interesting experience, I must admit. Um, so the first game that we played over the last week was a game of uh, Cold War, and I got NATO, and Andy got um, Soviet Union. Yep. And... Um, 
as benefits your standing in the Hall of Fame, Andy, you, you won um, the game. Um, but I actually really enjoyed it all the way through because there's, there's, a, there's kind of a narrative to it. Even though I, I was sort of losing towards halfway through, there's potential to make a comeback. But at the same time, it was, there's, a, there's a story going on. There's a historical battle. I'm, I'm sending units hither and thither. There was a big battle over um, the Panama Canal for a bit there. Um, you second guess me quite effectively in Europe, um, and again in um, Australia, Indonesia. I did not realise that there was a land bridge. Ah, uh, so you should have read the rules. I should have read the rules. That's, um, there's, there's, there's a secret for, for a all reason. players. Make sure you read the special rules of any variant, um, because obviously it can have a bit of an impact on, on your gameplay. So there was a, was in within so this is the Cold War variant which we'll obviously put links up to, and um, the special rules allow for land bridges between Australia and Indonesia and Indonesia and the Philippines. So I don't know if you picked that one up. No, I didn't pick that up. Yeah, yeah so no. you should read the rules. But with, anyway, <laughs> the red the red communist hordes invaded Australia, and um, I'm meaninglessly bouncing my own troops in Iran. So. Um, yeah, you fucked up there. What I happened? Fucked up. That was a misorder. You did a couple of misorders. I mis-orders. did a couple of misorders. Um, there's no excuse for it. I should have checked. Um, but having said that, I think it was, uh, it was it was a fun kind of game. You totally came out of the blue and got Alaska. I wasn't expecting you to get Alaska, although I did take that back from you. What do you mean um, you didn't expect me to take Alaska? Like I had a I had a fleet in the Bering Sea. I just built an army in Vladivostok, and you only had like a, a yeah. fleet out in the East oh. Pacific. There was no way that you could have actually stopped me from convoying into Alaska. I, I thought, I just, I didn't even see that it was connected. I thought we were going to Japan. I, I honestly did. And actually, to tell you the truth, the very, very first time, I've only played this variant three times. And the very first time I played it, I made some major fuck-ups just like you did. Because the way that the map is, um, is designed... It's one of those, and I don't know what the correct term, terminology is, but it's like you're actually looking down from the Arctic Circle and then, I don't know, like the world's a big football and you've pulled apart all the sides and it's, it's just a very different um, perspective of the Earth, like top-down... Straight from the North Pole. Straight from the North yeah. Pole and having everything layered out. So, so, having said that, it's still quite a beautiful map. It gets a bit confusing what's happening in... Um, Europe and yeah. Mediterranean. There's a lot of the smaller territories in there. Because one of the things yeah. about this particular map that uh, I remember when it was originally being created. So I'm trying to recall the the creator of was this Safari who made the the variant? Um, Safari and someone. I'm trying to Google it now that my um, my things are slowing down. One of the things about it though is whilst it's obviously a Cold War map. In the interests of, of gameplay, there are aspects of it which are not actually following historically accurate um, events. So it's it's set in nineteen just before nineteen sixty three. So it must be just after the um, the Cuban Revolution when the communists took power, because Havana does start off as a um, a Soviet interest, a Soviet SC. But there are other things with the way that the board is kind of created, which isn't, which, whilst that's correct, other things aren't. So for balance, 
uh, Western Germany and also East Germany, which East Germany is actually most of the Soviet, or sorry, the uh, Warsaw Pact. Both of those areas start off as being neutrals with no no standing army on from memory. Yeah, so uh, they've made a few changes to the um, to the starting positions and for, for the element of gameplay. See, I reckon though, because they're smack bang next against each other, when when um, Safari was putting it together, sorry, Firehawk and Safari, when they were putting it together, they really should have put a unit in West Germany and a unit in East Germany just to kind of make it accurate. But also at the same time, both units would cancel each other out. So I don't well, see what the issue would be. Not necessarily, because you start with an army in Paris, yeah? Yeah, but then so, you also start with, you know, units in Moscow and, and Leningrad. So between... Well, between like, what, no, 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 because West Germany could move up to Denmark and bam, you bounce out of Sweden first round. USSR's bounce. No, oh, wait a sec, I'm trying to remember, with Leningrad, does it start with a fleet in the north or a fleet in the south? I thought it was fleet in the south. Fleet in the south. Fleet in the south. Still miss. No, no, no. So in other words, if West Germany, if, if you had a unit, if you opened the game with, with theoretically new units in West Germany and East Germany, if West Germany went to Denmark, Leningrad South Coast would go to Baltic or Finland, yeah. and then you'd both bounce in Sweden. So you're effectively removing the opportunity for USSR to get a unit. Because you could move Paris to West Germany yes. and deflect that East Germany to West Germany push to start with. Yeah, you could. That's true. But Advantaging you... NATO over USSR. Okay, so again, this is this is the question about balance versus historical gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. Historical accuracy. Yeah. And look, let's be... If you actually look at all the different countries and everything like that and put aside the fact that um, military strength in real life, doesn't necessarily relate to how many cities you own or control. <laughs> yeah. Um, then, yeah, in that case, you would kind of expect that probably the Western powers should have marginally greater strength in real life than if, if, if cities were the proxy for units that you could actually kind of hold and sustain. But that's obviously not the case on this board. The other thing that about the um, geography and the historical accuracy about this, which is not correct, but is obviously put in there for gameplay, and it does make perfect sense, is the fact that Denmark, in real life, only borders West Germany. But in this game, they've essentially moved the, um, the border of East Germany up to abut the um, peninsula, that, oh, okay. uh, the Jutland Peninsula that... Denmark is on. Oh, I see. Now, I didn't even realise that. This is why you need to check the rules, Kana. Check the large map, at least. Well, check the large map, which is very yeah. unlike you, because you're always reminding me, you've got to check, check the large map. I am, yes. <laughs> oh. oh, but one versus one's not, is not my forte. I'm not... I'm oh, not... and of course, Alaska starts off as being neutral. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, look, there's, there's aspects of this game that I think... And I remember when it was this before, when it was being developed in the lab, I thought, yeah, look, there is an opportunity here to try to get the balance right, but still maintaining some aspects of historical accuracy. But I know that that when Safari was putting it all together, there was a lot of effort put into trying to make sure that you got that particular gameplay balance working most effectively. And there was a few, a number of um, trial games to try to work that out. 
Right. And I think to a certain extent they've been able to get to that that case where it, there is a fair amount of balance. You can easily win as USSR. You can easily win as as the USA. But it's it's a and you can make a comeback. I, even oh, though yeah. I was running behind, I did feel like if I had a couple of lucky moves, yeah, I could have come along and tra- trounced you. You know, made a comeback and and won. So at no point did I feel like until maybe this very last couple of turns yep. that I was doomed yeah. essentially yeah. I did find again some aspects of um, oh yeah sorry I'm just looking at another thing Saigon starts off as being neutral when it would have clearly been a a western SC but that being said North Vietnam doesn't have an SC anyway so anyway that's neither here nor there but with the land bridge concept I think that makes limited sense between the Philippines and Indonesia but I don't actually think that there's in real life geography uh, the capacity for the Australian Army presently to, uh, you know, trundle into take its <laughs> its tanks <laughs> and just kind of drive off the uh, the Kimberley straight into the ocean and then pop up somewhere within Java. <laughs> but uh, I guess I just visually they could have made a couple of more things clearly more clearly shown on the map. Yeah, you put a couple of arrows on the map and bam, it makes perfect sense. Oh yeah, Japan and Seoul, then you're just two. Anyway. For connection purposes. Um, Because, you know, if if, if Indonesia's connected to Australia, why isn't North Africa connected to Spain, for instance? Oh, yeah, 100% correct. I mean, it's it's far easier to kind of hop on a little fishing boat and go from Morocco to, you know, Gibraltar. That's right. In, you know, a couple of hours. (laughs) As opposed to driving your, cha- your tanks across the Timor Sea. Yeah, your, 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 your inflatable wheel tanks. Mind you, that's maybe drive that's... on the border. I don't know. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't have boat people coming to Australia, would you? You'd have, you know, tank people, tank or land people. <laughs> land people. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have the same res- yeah. yeah, it doesn't have the same resonance. No, stop the land people. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this particular game, you're right. Look, it was a uh, an interesting game. It was a fun game. Um, I did enjoy the, uh, the, the the parry and the thrust and there were certain times that I went oh look Kane has made some really good moves here and I had to second guess him and then also other times I had to second guess what your next move was going to be and fortunately you, you, you usually followed what I thought you thought were going to do so. <laughs> <laughs> and you got me but nonetheless but we, um, we got to the end of the game and uh, the, basically the Soviet Union had taken over all of um, Southeast Asia or Australia and uh, most of North America. Yeah, a chunk of North America, yeah. It's taking, you know, if you can at least imagine. Europe is free. So, yeah. And Iran and Egypt. Soviet tanks in what? In uh, Los Angeles and down the main streets of Canada. Toronto, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but that, you know, that's, it's, it's counter historicals, you know. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, would I play this map again? Yeah, I, I definitely would play this map again, particularly if I want to play. I reckon a fast game, because whenever I've played this particular map, it has been a relatively fast game. If, you, if you're playing one-on-one, I don't know. You expect it to be a fast game, but the duo game we're having at the moment a, seems to be taking forever. Pulls the teeth, yeah. Um, well, we could jump to duo there. I just wanted to say that there's, at no point is there you know, like a loss of narrative for me. In, in, in a lot of one-versus-one games, usually it kind of gets to a point where it's like, oh, I've just got to keep on putting moves in. I don't think I'm actually going to get anywhere. Mm. Which is kind of where I'm at with the duo. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're also... Um, cons- 
at the same time playing a game of duo. Oh, can I just finish off on this one beforehand, yeah, just yeah. adding on to what you said? And I, I agree with you, the way the actual board is constructed, it does allow for a number of, um, you know, realistically, not crazy moves, but things you wouldn't expect a player to do. So, like, if you do manage to get, um, whether, you're, whether you're the Soviets or, or the, uh, the West, a unit into the Arctic Ocean... You could conceivably convoy You can easily across, convoy yeah. across, like if you're America and you get a unit up there, you could be convoying into Siberia, uh, Kamachka or the Urals, and that would be really, really hard, I think, for the, for the Soviets to you know, block that. So you're likely to get into one of those spots, and once you're into one of those spots, you can cause all sorts of mayhem behind lines. You know what I reckon would be a cool and neither version, did that. Of this, version of the Cold War? variant would be to actually play for 100% supply centres. Because they're two hegemons, it's, they've gone to war, it's win or total annihilation. Yeah? Yeah. Now, I think... But wouldn't that have been that, a painful experience, like what we've just well, gone you know, through? At, 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 a, at a certain back. point a per player would usually concede. Yeah, yeah. But you, you, you would play for further, you wouldn't play for that halfway point, you'd play to maybe three quarters of the supply centres. So you'd be you definitely see more of those funky convoys happen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. The other thing which, uh, and I think we've talked about this before, and this is obviously very much reliant on getting the um, uh, either the lab or alternatively the new development site up and running, would be I would love to create a Cold War version based on one of the World War Four maps. Oh, yes. So much bigger, much um, many more different opportunities for how you can kind of progress and move. Two players? Uh, yeah, I reckon two players would be good. I, I reckon a two-player on, on one... World War IV map. World War yeah. IV map set around, I don't know, about 1983-84. Okay, you know, yeah. when you've got like the, the last final crescendo of the Cold War. Mm. Mm. Um, I reckon that would be a really interesting map, but it, it would have to be... If I was to do it, it would be trying to get that right historical balance with... Um, Sorry, right history, but also with balance of gameplay. And I think, and I don't know if you remember, we did talk about this before we started podcasting when we were having drinks once, and you had your idea of, um, on a World War Four map, having a little fisheye concept. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could sort of zoom in on areas with, with kind of those difficult areas to really geographically represent mm. on a worldwide scale, but a highly significant Yeah. On a, on a tactical yeah. level. Um, so some yeah. of the things that I'd imagine, and I think we talked about at the time, and look again, it comes down to the coding and how people can do this and whether we have a development lab at all, um, would be, again, if you looked at the actual way that things were at the time, on the proxy of cities or supply centres equals your military strength, there need to be some type of balance, sorry, you need to kind of change the balance of history to give the game balance. And some of the things, for example, I'd imagine is in some of the countries in the 80s, you would have areas that may be controlled by, um, for example, the, the West. But you could actually start the game with uh, guerrilla groups, like communist guerrilla groups, or freedom fighters oh, in yes, an actual... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so South America would be quite In South America or, yeah. or Central America or Africa. Southeast Asia. And Southeast Asia. Yeah. You can kind of create this thing where maybe you start the game or the Soviets start the game with an, um, 
sufficient units and maybe even more units than the West. Yep. But by the end of year one, so 1983 or whatever like that, they may have been able to claw back and got some neutral SCs or something. Well, you know, kind of... I never actually got this one fully developed. Like, we did a... I did a, um, a spice... Like a, a Black Plague variant. Oh, where they all die off. Yeah, they all die off. You can start. I thought you were going to say Spice Girls variant. I thought, spice no, that's... Yeah, no, that's not me. <laughs> that doesn't seem your thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you can start with more units than feasibly able to get supply centres so that there would be that sort of that's a good simulation idea. of um, guerrilla warfare that didn't go anywhere, you know, revolutions that didn't happen. Yeah. As a, just, as a, just putting it out. So let's say, no, I mean, you yeah. could do that. Say, for, I'll, I'll use an example. Let's say you had Nicaragua, okay? Yeah. And uh, Nicaragua might be an SC on the board. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> without bringing up the map, because I probably should actually bring up the map to be able to explain what I'm talking about so I don't talk like total shit. If you had a map where um, maybe Panama underneath that was... I'm just bringing up a map now. But basically, like, you might have um, the, um, the West starting on Panama, and Panama doesn't have an SC. Actually, this is a bad thing. I'll go straight to the map. Captain, thanks so much for a better idea. We might have to edit some little space out here because we've got gibberish fossil back for the, the map to load. Okay, yeah, so you had, you obviously, you had, oh, I know, here we are. You might start with Panama as an example being an SC as it does in World War Four. Yep. But you might put in Nicaragua, which is a neutral non-SC, uh, it might start with a, um, a Soviet... Foreign fighter. Yeah, you know, a, a, a guerrilla or whatever like that. Yeah. And for, you'd probably reconfigure the map around Colombia, maybe take out an SC there or whatever like that, and you have your... Your, the ability to have a Western freedom fighter there or whatever like that. But you need to kind of get the balance right. You'd have to play so a that, tinker with that. You'd you? have to tinker yeah. with it so that realistically you could have a good Western player obviously still come ahead yeah. but uh, by, by the end of year one. But you'd also have a good Soviet player come ahead at the end of year one. Yes. So or go ideally or just... in the balance, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That would be a game. I would love that. I mean, you look at the World War Four map, and imagine... Okay, it would be an absolute... It's going to take a slog to put in all those fucking orders. But if you're happy to play a World War One, Sorry, World War... Yeah, start again. If you're to play a Cold War, World War Three game... There's actually no World War Three game. That well, would World be... War, World War Four has the interactive map order system. How's that work? So you can just... If you've got a unit, you tap oh. on the screen and then... I know you've bought to move. I've tried know. that on a couple of maps, and sometimes I, I fuck up on it all the time. Yeah, but you know, having said that, if you're just using the map and you're not changing any of the lo- any of the territories, yeah, that would be an easy transport. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's a case of trying to work out what's the best way to get that balance working and the right historical accuracy. But hey. We've digressed a little bit from the, uh, the out-of-the-box... <laughs> um, yeah, out-of-the-box Cold War, and now let's get on to Geo. So, whilst we had a relatively quick and swift result for Cold War, Geo hasn't been that case at all. And I must admit, I've actually surprisingly enjoyed Geo for the, the cut and the thrust, where sometimes I think, yeah, I'm well and truly on, on top of Kana here, he's going to die. You know, at one stage I think I was on 12SC and you were on 8 and next thing I know, it's like we're back on 10 each and then all of a sudden you're in the lead and then 
I've come back a little bit, but only just. And yeah, I'm on 11, you're on 13. And it's getting to a got... point that I'm thinking we're going to be stalemating soon, but maybe not. Oh, no, I reckon you've got the upper hand of here. Um, purely because I think you're going, just length of time, you're going to bring that fleet up and flank them. Which fleet is this one? Oh, the, and the West. There's nothing I can do about it. Absolutely nothing. That's a shame. Um, well, I, I, could, I could try. <laughs> I can try. Um, but. I, I, I'm having trouble seeing potential avenues forward for me in this. The, um, the hard part was, I had this strategy in my last turn. Look, this is a game mid-game, so this is interesting where you've got two players who are playing a game and they're actually talking about the game in real life as it's happening, so to speak. But I thought I was really too clever by half by my last set of moves where I thought, OK, I'm going to catch Kane unawares and move a number of my units into the centre and start taking out the neutrals because he's going to be too busy managing his east and his west flanks. And at the same time I do that, you fucking well do that. So whilst I haven't put in my orders, I'm kind of assuming that like even if I went for something like Ost, you're probably going to throw a support hold to it You'd to hold the neutral. Yeah. So then I'm going to go, well, if I do that, maybe I don't do that at all and just kind of screw him up or maybe I'll do the exact opposite again I'll double double buff you or yeah, it's guessing guessing isn't it and then I kind of you know converted a, a um, an army over in the western whatever you call that oh you did it's a fleet yeah to a fleet and now it can't support NAB now it can't support NAB but then you can't take NAB because I've got NOG supporting NAB and now I can kind of start whacking Mitt for no real reason my my big problem with this and did you think I was going to go for GV so golf of golf or whatever it is again and yeah, we're bouncing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my big problem with this map is that the actual names of the territories don't always align with the, um, the, the shortened version that you see. You're right, it's not quite as logical. You have to kind of go, wait a sec, which one is which? Because the territory names look like they're Dutch or something. There's been a number of times um, where I've actually ordered incorrectly um, so I was in ELC the turn before last and yeah. I wanted to move to GUR ELC? ELC here oh yeah yeah and I wanted to move to GUR right? yeah and this one here GRH DRH. is Gruheim G-U-R-H-E-I-M yeah and not even thinking I just oh that's got to be G-U-R and I just clicked on that one and hit save and ready to, and I just ended up so going you didn't, backwards. You didn't even check your orders beforehand on the map, like the preview order thing? Well, no, I, normally I do that directly. I just do that. Normally I just do that. Um, but this isn't just this an is, excuse, is it? This is not an excuse. This is a feeble this is excuse. A, <laughs> it's not a feeble excuse. I still, I still it's win. a piss-weak excuse. <laughs> But, no, 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 and it happened earlier when I was... I was oh, God, look, just I'm be a man and say, look, you know, you, you had a few beers, you fucked up, these things happen. Oh, I'm, I'm taking responsibility for it. You well, know, you know, it does happen. You've got to but, take responsibility you know, for things. Uh, not always. <laughs> not always. <laughs> That's the spirit. So, look, I think this is going to be harder because I actually, I, I, I had... And if you remember when we talked to Devonian in the interview... And he talked about the concept of lanes of attack. Yes. Okay. And he talked about five lanes of attack. And at the time, it, it wasn't until probably the last turn that it triggered that there are five lanes of attack. I kept looking at four lanes of attack. The lanes of attack being 
pretty much like along the um, the sea, either in the east or the west, or coming up that middle. I don't know what you'd call it, like a spoke. canyon or a spoke or whatever like that, or whatever like that. So that would be another, and then kind of going on to the the coast. But of course, the fifth lane of attack is smack bang through the neutrals in the middle. Yes, which, which I'm going to stop you from doing. I hope. Yeah, it's okay. I'll just keep coming out the west, and as long as I can, as long as I can stalemate you and stop you getting another SC. Because yeah. I mean, what options do you have? See, that's it. I'm I'm, I'm pretty much stuck at this stage. I mean, you could, um, if you wanted to, you could have moved... Look, I'm, I'm helping you out here. You can move OVD up to NOM in spring and then on to CON, and that's going to get you a build. Yeah, yeah, but in so doing... But in doing so, then cat. I'm going to get CAT. So, yeah, I'm lost. Like. Well, you know, some helpful advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you're not going to lose anything out of this. Any, anyway, anyway, anyway. But you're going to gain. Except position. <laughs> <laughs> But, oh, look, I have to say, I, I enjoyed the Cold War game more than I enjoyed the duo game. I liked... I like know the duo is still on that. I like beating you in Cold War, because <laughs> it's always fun. But I, I, do like, I do like this map, and I'm really surprised. This is the first time I've played duo. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because normally I looked at it and went, oh, this is like one of those fucking weird maps that, like, everything's all... Fubo, kind of. Well, there's, there's yeah. one actually called Fubar, isn't yeah. it? I know, yeah. Yeah, but this is like one of those things where you've got all these weird names, which you've kind of highlighted. It's one of those ones where you've got perfect balance. And I've played perfect balance games before, like Who Controls America and things like that. But, um, I don't know, it just looks uh, looks spacky. You know what I mean? Look really, really bizarre, contrived. I don't want to play a contrived map. I'd rather play something that's historically accurate, you know. But... Um, I've enjoyed it, and I like some of the special rules that are involved. Like what you mentioned before about how, um, and I don't know if, if um, listeners picked it up, when, when I con- converted my army and arc to a fleet, hey, it's good to have that ability to transform because yes. the way that the map is constructed or you know, constructed or put together, that ability to kind of rapidly change a, a unit to be able to, to impact on the local geography I think is really, really useful. But in doing so, you lose that ability then to support an army on the other side because the armies can move across those sea, sea canyons. canyons. Yeah. There we go, sea, sea canyons. Sea bridges. Yeah. Sea, yeah, yeah. So, um, but, but your fleets can't, and they can't throw support to each other. So it's one of those games that I've really felt I've been on my toes the whole time, even when I was, had the upper hand. Okay, all right. But for me, I just, I've not ever enjoyed this map. Not really. Well, not why'd you agree to play it? Well, just because Tavonian said it was an awesome map and well, talked well, about we, how you have to move things up. And, and I thought, oh, okay, I'll give that a go with Tavonian's perspective on it and we'll see, how, see how it works out. The other thing that he talked about, that at the time when we were interviewing him, because I hadn't played the map, hadn't really clicked with me, is this whole idea around, um, well, if you kind of take an SC... Now, that gives you a build, great. But you're so far, your build is so far behind the battle lines and it just takes so long to get that build up Yes. that so. often you can get to a point that you then end up losing that build. Like just what happened before when you did your, your, um, your wacky thing with ELC not going to Gur and instead went to Gur and I ended up kind of grabbing an SC off you. Yes. And you had to disband something. It wouldn't have mattered because it wouldn't have been anywhere close to being important anyway. 
Although it would have been nice to be able to move across to um, Gore. Yeah. From Gore. From Gur. <laughs> Gore, Gur. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's alright. I'm just, I'm just bemoaning because I suck at this map. You know, so it's never been one of my favourites. So this is, this is our one versus one part two episode. I reckon we, we need to have a break from one versus one for a little while, both so that you can get your games down. Yeah. How many games have you got on right now? Um, I now have nine games on going. But you were lucky enough to finish your game just, just today. Just finished one today. And we'll talk about that we'll talk about later that. on. Yeah. But nine games is... Plus I'm GMing a boss. That's like... So... And, and, and you go back to work tomorrow. I do. So you're going to throw this game for me? Just, just concede. I've got a couple of ideas just talking to you and looking at that, but Oh yeah. <laughs> now, now see this is this is where you you now take on the same role as all the uh, the boss players after hearing us crap on about boss and I kind of give away my strategy and they go <laughs> fuck him and now you're going I got you now <laughs> this is what happens we come here I kind of get loose lips with a little bit of alcohol and kind of and I get yeah yeah insight but actually you know this is the first game that we've knowingly been playing against each other in the whole time that we've been well apart from Cold War and apart from all the games that we oh, play against each other and actually yeah, it's yeah, not yeah but, it, it, but it's an, un- an anonymous scenario oh. like known world on a one on one basis on a one on one basis we've even played a shitload of other games where we've known who we were you know but in this in the podcast oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean yes we have yeah. talked about that when we did the mate versus mate we did talk about that game or mate against mate. We talked about that game where we that knew was, who we were. Yeah, but, but we that played. was that was happened. Obviously, we, that game was long, long while back. But we yeah. just talked about it. And the, we should the, have actually done that the, one for Australia Day. Too late now. Talk about Australia Day. Have you seen the Australia Day ad? No. You honestly haven't seen this year's Australia Day ad for you know for Lamb, Lamb, no. whatever the Lamb organisation of Australia is. No. Okay, so for any of our overseas visitors and for our local Aussies, <laughs> over the last probably five, ten years. The, um, the the company or the organisation that represents lamb growers has been making put this big massive effort into these awesome ads that they put on every year for Australia Day. The idea being that when you're celebrating Australia Day, which is on August, no, not August, I say January 26, you go out there and you barbecue some lamb because apparently it's the Australian Day, the Australian thing to do. So they've done a really good job of, well, of barbecue branding is, that. Yes, yeah, but, but making they, it they've branded it because it's what well, it's a not of it's, it's an inoffensive meat to pretty much any religion or cultural group that we have. Yeah, except if you're a vegetarian or a vegan. And that's your, yeah, but you know, are they even human? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so um, they've, they've done these, they usually get this guy who kind of comes in and kind of throws around a few ocker lines and everything like that. But this year they've gone very PC. Uh-oh, okay. Uh, but they've really, really pulled it off. So we'll, we'll put a link in the... Uh, in the episode through to the ad or you can just go to YouTube and, and search for Lamb Australia a, Day 2017 a, a yeah, yeah, yeah we'll do yeah, that yeah, but yeah, if people are listening to it and couldn't be bothered pressing a button on the podcast they can just do this one it's difficult to do it's so very so difficult clicking a link clicking a link <laughs> hey uh, just before oh, we kind of go much further we, we're both out of drinks again oh no just while we're on the duo just quickly okay um, I want another drink but sure I'll wait yeah 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 so they're removing Known World 901 from Web Diplomacy Right, now What's it got to do with duo? Well, they'll never play duo on web diplomacy because of the precise same reasons that web diplomacy is having troubles with Nino World. Whoa, 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 whoa. Known World, Okay, wait a second. Go, so, go, go back a couple of steps. I obviously known, wasn't paying attention to you. I thought you said Known World wasn't coming across to 
No, no, they've removed it. Oh, so right. It, yes, they're, they're okay, letting okay. the games play out, but they're but not. They weren't, moving, the, they weren't moving Duo to, to WebDip, were they? They were thinking about it. Oh, okay. Um, Why aren't they doing that now? Well, they can't do it now because there's standing armies and there's a transform option. That's too hard. Both of which are too hard for the soft cocks over there. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? How many drinks have you had? You've only had one. (laughs) No, I've got to get a couple more drinks into you and then we'll find out what you really think about the guys at Web. No. Actually, Um, no, I understand it. You know, I mean, it is is the the, the, the starting point, the the, the seed code that all these other sites, there's a Russian site that runs off it, there's a French site, there's V Diplomacy, um, and there's potential for. A significant amount of um, corruption to occur that the source code is not working as it should be working. Yeah. Now, when Ollie um, created the ability to put a transform option and uh, have standing armies in it, yep. um, he pretty much hacked the code to allow it to do this. Yep. But it's not translating very well to the source code on the on WebDip. On WebDip. And uh, there's a couple of unref- there's a couple of error logs which happen, especially when you start looking at the history orders of Gnome World, so they've pulled that off. So so you're saying Ollie was, was, was a true visionary when it came to his coding. Or Absolutely. His code hacking. Yeah. No. But um, what? They've just raised one they've raised one thousand five hundred. Yeah, but we'll get to that later. I'm drink. thirsty. Okay, I need a all drink. Right, all right, yeah. Drink. Drink time. Drink. We're back in a second. And we're back, folks. Another drink. Cheers. Cheers. I'm having the same with the Osaka Hopsmith. Osaka? It sounds yeah, Japanese. I know, doesn't it? And but when you ask, the guy said it was from New South Wales or somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it Is it like Osaka with an A or an O? Osaka, A-S-H-A-K-A. But yeah, apparently it's a New South Wales brew. So. Well, mine's from a place I've never even heard of. I mean, I know Barossa Valley. Yeah. But um, I've never heard of this particular vintage. There must be a, a small, small operation or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Pretty tasty, though. Yeah. You want a bit? No, I'm happy with the beer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so Duo's never going to come through to WebDip. Well, and, not and until you said they that, um, get their act together and make it so that having a, a holding unit and a transforming unit's not going to screw with the database really so let's yep. talk about some of the changes that are going on in WebDip now you're I must admit I go to WebDip occasionally but you seem to be more of a lurker than I am I, I'm definitely a lurker I do I do lurk in, uh, in web diplomacy so what so what, what's happening over there oh, by the way <laughs> and I have, I've now kind of checked in you remember last time around we talked a little bit about the um, the uh, WebDip uh, 2016 World Cup and oh, uh, yes. I, I mentioned so, how my team was going. I went, fuck to find her. Just trying to talk to each other. Going. I double checked, and I think we've lost every single game. Oh, congratulations! So I don't think we'll be progressing. If <laughs> <laughs> you come first in the losing category. And, and that being yeah. said, one of our players, Enimard, uh, or whatever like that, <laughs> and they had to get a substitute player. And actually, Jeese ended up putting his hand up and going oh, yeah. into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think he's uh, gone. <laughs> This is this is beyond my ability to kind of come back. This is a dysfunctional group. Okay, so it's not. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that because you're pretty excited about that. I was at the time, but you know, hey, better folks than me, obviously, and have played much better. And obviously, my team was pretty 
you know, smashed as well. Oh, okay. C'est la vie, eh? C'est la vie. Um, but what else has been going on over at WebDip, those crazy guys at WebDip? There's a one versus one tournament, which we spoke about yes. um, briefly in the last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's coming along in leaps and bounds. Um, actually, in fact, we even, or you advertised the last episode in the, um, in the forum thread for one versus one. I did. Um, I thought that was a good idea. That was a good idea, yeah. given it very topical. Because you... <laughs> <laughs> but we also got some, some feedback and... Uh... Yeah, basically a number of people have contacted us. Um, yep. We had one uh, from... Is it Ezio or Ezio? I think it's Ezio, yeah. Ezio. Um, pretty much throwing down the court. <laughs> saying he will destroy Devonian when he meets him in round three. Or is it four? Well, yeah, I think I, think I mentioned in the, um, in the last podcast... I know... You and Kana. He said you and Kana predicted, but actually it was just me. Predicted that Vonian would fight Bozo the Clown in the fifth round of the tournament. And uh, Ezio's kind of said, "My goal is to prove you wrong." He's set up to he's set to play Devonian in round four. Ah, Assuming, okay. of course, both of them progress. But um, <laughs> look, um, Ezio and Devonian are, as we know, with Devonian, excellent one versus one players. So it could very well happen. It could. It could. But then one of them, whoever, one of those two will then go on to meet Bozo the Clown, which we assume is Bozo. We're, we're just making the assumption, aren't we? Mm. Though. Um, but when you have a look at Bozo the Clown's um, history on WebGip, um, he sort of disappears around about 2011 from the set. Right, around the same time VDIP started. Pretty much. Yeah, so and he's I'm, only made a bit of a comeback. He's just all of a sudden reappeared um, over there, so I don't know. And I wonder why he started off with Bozo the Clown as his handle within WebDip and then just became Bozo within VDIP. Was like he didn't think that the clown was necessary anymore or superfluous? Or when he initially signed up at WebDip, someone was already called Bozo. And so I had to make mine Bozo the Clown. It's actually a very cuddly name, you know. You think, oh, Bozo, oh, he can't be that strong a player, you know. It is like fuzzy Kind of, you know, lulls into a false sense of security. Oh, I'm just playing some clown. It's easy. Push over. To his baby So, let's just perpetrate the scary clown myth a bit more. Um. What else? What else? What else? So you're saying a little bit about how that how that um, one, one versus one tournament's going at the moment. There's been a few games that are finished. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just trying to pull it up. Um. And mind you, I think when we're recording this, by the time this one actually goes out on the podcast, we'll be about a week behind the times. Yeah. Because um, I try to get them out about every fortnight if I can, and if I put it out too early, that means we have to kind of get together and drink more alcohol too quickly again. And, and you that's just not good for our arm to try and get me down here. <laughs> Oh, not another drink, Andy. Oh, God, okay. Um, that's that's cool. Um, but yeah, there's about three or... Yep, no, there's about four um, matches left that haven't been resolved. Okay, okay. and then, um, well, then they go into round two. And then they, they go into the next round. Um, oh. But the way the challenge works, according to Captain Mean, there is that... The challenge? Or, yeah, that's the pro... That's the... It's not a challenge, it's the challenge. Yeah, that's the tournament system that they're using to what? I thought you just made a fuck up because you drank too much. No, no, you no, that's the actual site. It's called Challenge. Challenge. Yeah. Um, Is it spelled yeah. like challenge? Yeah, but the no. Challenge. Challenge. I thought you were like trying to speak French or something. Challenge. C H A L L O N G E. Challenge. That's what I said. You are right. I am right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. 
But the way it works is everyone has to finish their rounds first before the next ah. round shows up on the actual... Um, on the board. Yeah, on the, on the on that tree. Leaderboard or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, definitely keeping an eye out on it. Um, I've been watching it. I think we pretty much predicted all of the ones to win on our last okay. um, on our last game. Yeah, we are. Yep. Um, have you got it there? Is it no. Which one? The, the challenge. The sh- no. I have. I, is it linked from the other thingy? You should have told me this beforehand. I would have loaded it up beforehand. Oh, oh geez, we're just useless. Worst, worst, worst possible one v one matchup. I don't know what that one is. All these random threads that go on on bloody web dip all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's in that 1v1. No, that's not on that page. I'm looking at something else. Anyway, you're loading up now. What are you complaining about? My, we're so slow. Are you on 3G or are you on Wi-Fi? I'm on the Wi-Fi. It's loading. Oh, here we are, it's loading, yeah. Just enjoy a bit of Beastie Boys whilst we're waiting. Into Galactic. Into Galactic. They don't play enough Beastie Boys on the radio nowadays, do they? No, they kind of like they've just disappeared. Hey, oh look, it's not even loading for me. Oh well. Anyway, well, let's anyway, move on. So that's what's happening. Um, so um, other things that other are going than that's down. Going on, they're doing a uh, forum. Oh, uh, the big thing at the top saying we've raised fifteen hundred dollars and we need your help is gone. Has it? Yeah. Just looking at the, you know how they oh, had that, that little message yeah. thing at the top. Yep. What do you mean, good on them? Well, good on them for making it disappear. But no, 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 no. But they're going for ten thousand. Oh, oh. So either they got to ten thousand or the... they had a mystery donor of eight and a half thousand in the last day or so. Potentially. No. <laughs> I'm not in the. I'm not in the loop. Um, good on them if they did get that. Yeah, um, probably unlikely. I don't know what they've done to get rid of that thing. It's like the help donate thing that's still up in the uh, utility menu on the far right. How to donate. I don't know. I, I think we're donating by the sheer fact that we're um, talking about this sort of stuff and trying to raise awareness and getting excited on it. And we've, we've made a heap of variance between you and I. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have, we're, absolutely. We're um, donating to that hobby in ways that are non- not monetary but it's still valuable. So I think the, yeah. what, what was the idea behind what they were trying to do was to, um, I suppose, raise some cash through a bit of a, um, what do they call those websites? Like where you kind of mass, like you get like a, I shouldn't have drunk, I've already kind of forgotten. My brain's not working. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for alcohol already. Um, um, I think the problem is... Crowdsource. We're crowdsourcing the money to kind of uh, work out how to be able to make some changes to the site. From, from what I've read, um, they're needing to do some serious um, backstage work on the structure of the forum and right. how games are um, registered in, yep. in, in order. Um, because the way I understand it, because old, old forum posts have been lost, they've been dropped, so they have to... They, they, doesn't it no longer has the capacity to um, work at the speed that it should be working at, and over time it'll degrade to a point where oh, so it's it, getting worse it and worse and worse. The memory's running out. It's got memory leak or something like that. Some something like that. Um, 
J-Mo made a real big post in the forum about it. Um, oh, okay. And I tell you what, a lot of it's got to be good to me. It really is. Um, yeah. So, but it's actually, this is something that's not too dissimilar to something I floated amongst a number of, I suppose you kind of call them old school players over at VDIP a while back when uh, Ollie had dropped off the radar a little bit. Yep. Not that he's kind of come back on the radar much. He did have a blip there when we had um, 1600 got introduced to the site. Yes. 1600? Was it yeah. 1600? I think it's 1600. Yep. But he's gone quiet again. And um, my concern at the time was where things were actually going for VDIP. If, if Ollie is the site owner, for one reason or another, got busy with real life didn't get around to checking things out within VDIP for a while. Maybe he got this invoice that came through from GoDaddy or somewhere that looks after his domain name registration saying, hey, don't forget to update your domain name. Oh, and he doesn't see it or too busy, blah, blah, blah. And then it expires. Someone else, like a cyber squatter, comes in, just grabs the domain because, you know, that's what they do. And then the whole website effectively drops off the earth, you know what I mean? And everyone's then left in the lurch. And the same thing could happen easily within WebDip or any of the other sites. I think you mentioned before that was it the Italian one got wrapped up recently? or yeah, And um, the dip Diplomacy Cast has disappeared. No, no. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that's, yeah, the Diplomacy Cast podcast seems to have gone quite. Well, it's disappeared. The website's now been. Oh, the website's gone? The website's not there. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know well, they hadn't updated anything on the podcast since before we even started. Yeah, well, you know, you, I you hope they didn't that, kind you of get that last last um Yeah, but that was when we were yeah, off there. And so I thought, oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, I better I better check that out. And yeah, it's just gone. It's like a I hope they're okay. I, mean, I, say I hope they're okay. Yeah, I, I hope they didn't kind of think, oh, well, this these two crazy Australians are, <laughs> are just they just hit the market and, you know, <laughs> job done. They don't have to worry about doing it anymore, oh, which would be a shame, actually, because yeah. I think I think they added a lot of value for those players that really enjoy the face-to-face game. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's something that, you know, we've talked about before. It's not our, it's not our forte, not that we're kind of overly strong in the online space, but... Yeah, <laughs> I think I think we're both comfortable with the online game. We're very um, yeah, comfortable with that. Um, and you know, short of putting little cocktail flags in in a board, like my suggestion, I don't think I'd be very good at the face-to-face game. <laughs> well, we should, so we to get down to the. Um... I wonder what happened to them. I, I, I do I do hope everything's okay. Yeah, I do too. But um, this is the same point. You know, I mean, we're very reliant on technology. Whether we're talking about the um, the websites that are running, whether it's VDIP, PlayDIP, WebDIP, whether it's the actual you know, the actual websites and things that are associated with someone who's running another podcast or whatever like that, yep. these things come and go. And if people end up having different priorities at different times, that's perfectly normal and acceptable, obviously, in real life for them. Yes. But if they've fostered and created a community that are kind of, you know, living and breathing off the legacy that they've created, yes. if that then just goes in a flash... It's, it's, a, it's a grave concern. So, I mean, that was one of the things I, I brought up with a number of players probably about 12 months ago when I think at the time I was concerned also that the number of players on um, VDIP had seemed to have dropped dramatically. We were down to only about 200 players playing at any one point of time. We've and we're had actually, an uptick since then. Though. Yes, we've had a big uptick. We're at like about 450, which is simul- players simultaneously playing at the same time, which is still, you know, 
less than web dip. I think web dip's about 1,500 or something like that, almost three times the amount. But, but where else do you go on the, on the internet to play a whole heap of variants? It's a niche of a niche, isn't it? It's a niche of a niche, but it's yeah. an awesome niche. But um, one of the things I raised at the time was like, you know, if something does happen to the site, you know, how can we, is there a way that we can kind of work around that? You know, I, I, I mean, there's some ideas that are out there, but I, I don't know what actually ideas on the list is. Hey, we need, maybe we need to get the word out about VDIP and about WebDIP, and maybe we need a podcast for that. <laughs> yeah, so here we are. check. <laughs> I think that's the only thing on the list that's actually been delivered. So I'd thank God we're overachievers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but some of the things, honestly, yeah. you, you could, because um, there's always been, I think, some concern that look, what happens if uh, whoever is the rights holder. Of diplomacy, is it Hasbro or somebody now? It used to be Avalon Hill, God knows how long ago. Yeah, but I think it might be Hasbro or something like that. If they all of a sudden decided to, you know, be a dick and say, going to shut down all these online web, you know, diplomacy things and run our own, and run our own, I think Ollie's concern was, um, and others, other site owners' concern might be to what extent that they physically open themselves up to litigation or other issues there. So one of the things I thought is, look, maybe if there was some movement to, whether it's WebDIP, whether it's VDIP, um, you know, you effectively start changing the ownership structure so it became something like almost like a, a, a not-for-profit organisation or something like that. So at least the owners of the site weren't personally liable for any... Goings-on on the site. Goings-on. Yeah. Or, or the same, actually, the same thing. What happens if, heaven forbid, you know, somebody said something to another player... And they fucking freaked out and took some action, you right. know, yeah. some dark action. I'll just leave it at that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, to what extent then would the owners of the site be liable? I think if there was some movement towards the governance or ownership of some of these things being uh, vested in a legal instrument that uh, made sure that the owners of the site weren't personally liable, I think that would be a a good step forward and then by actually having that number of people who could be like you know a number of board uh, sorry directors board on a board directors. or whatever like that yeah, yeah. you start managing also at the same time the risk that you don't become uh, reliant on just one person yeah. if they move on or don't register something or whatever like that that everything drops away yes yeah, yeah. so yeah. I think that's something that we, we do need to I think if we, as a community this is my personal view yeah. I think as a community if we're worried about Things like that happening, and I'm pretty sure a lot of players don't even think about that. Probably not. You're pretty. You're thinking pretty deeply. Oh, into... this is my job, you know. You think about yeah. all this type of shit. Um, but you know, if if, if we if we do want to mitigate that risk, we need to start looking at other solutions. And I'm not saying that you know we should take over WebDip or take over VDip or anything like that. Far from it. I'm just thinking that is there some way that we can better manage the risk exposure for the owners of those sites? Yeah. so that they're not personally liable. And also, at the same time, we get around that whole single point being sensitive if it happens to go. You know what I mean? How can we make sure things grow? That and it you know, just disappear one day. Try yeah, and yeah. It's gone. And one of the things yeah. I did talk about earlier on with NVIDIA across some of those players was a bit of a crowdsourcing idea. So you can get some people in or whatever to be able to do that stuff. So it's good that WebDip's done that. Um, obviously... 1500 is probably not going to get you very, very far on a, a developer on Fiverr or something like that, but who knows? We've got some quite smart people on their, on their mod team as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if um, a tin can 
I mean, obviously, I think he's meant to, between he and Captain Meme being involved in the, the development thing for VDIP, we've talked about before. Yeah. Um, we really need to get in touch with those guys and get, get more of an update. Them, get an update of what's happening with the, uh, with, with the lab. Maybe, because um, the tin can's down in Melbourne, isn't he? I'm fairly certain it's Melbourne. Maybe he wants to, yeah. maybe, i tell you what, um, a tin can, if you're listening, if you come up to Brisbane, both Kana and I will buy you drinks. All Unli- night. All night. Unlimited drinks at the bar. Your, your, ran, I mean, your, your pick of the bars we've been to, and we'll just keep buying you drinks all night. And <laughs> The Gauntland is thrown down. The Gauntland is there. Yeah. Don't bring up the fact that I didn't go down to Melbourne for the um, Papicon thing, and I could have done it there, but, you know, hey, other things got in the way. <laughs> Actually, you said, you said off, off, off air last time around that um, maybe, maybe next time around we need to probably both get our, our, our shit together and, and do it. I reckon I can pencil it in for this year. I wish there was actually like an, a... a um, okay, whilst, whilst it's a great tournament, it'd be good for it to have a bit more credibility in the sense whether there's actually like an Australian, New Zealand, you know, world champion or something like that. There was one once upon a time. Yeah. Was it in Canberra? Probably. I think there was one at Sydney during the Olympics. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was like 16 years ago. <laughs> 17 years ago now. Oh, well, there we go. But, um, oh, no, 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 they had the World Cup down in Sydney. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making shit up. Who knows? I'm going to try and get to pop the corners. Yep, PM us. You guys make shit up. You gonna, Yeah, okay. So we need to do something like that. Yes. Uh, I think it's a good idea, actually, because then you could... Like, I don't know, Ollie's done a significant amount of work for vegan. Yep. It's huge what it's done. It's massive. Um, but I can understand it, it's his uh, website, and I think it's um, piggybacking off um, another website that he... Ollie Dip. No, no, a website. Goon Dip. No, 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 it's piggybacking. It's, um, his server's actually running off the back of a, a server that he uses to run his business or something along these lines. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So I understand his reluctance to allow... Um, for access to the vegan. Look, I'm not. I'm, look, I'm not a technical um, guy, but I know enough about technology just from work and, and shit like that. That those type of things can be, you know, like, this is not the correct term, but cloned, ported across to another server. Yeah, could we port it server. across to a different server and have, like you say, some sort of corporate structure in a loose net? Kind corporate of within, you know, inverted yeah, yeah. commas, yeah, you know. Yeah, we don't right. actually want this to become, like, all suits and things, but, yeah. you know, there, there, is, there, is a, there are advantages in structuring. And then if, if structuring. If, stru- if we did that, then, then we could work. do something like, like, like a Westnoth. A what? Uh, Westnoth. What's Westnoth? West, Westeros. Oh, Westeros. Westeros. Well, I was thinking of the... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Because, because, mean, oh, map, yeah, because, because Lord of the Rings map. You could do these other ones which have been... And that's been one of the concerns from Ollie. You know, if you go back a number of years, players have been asking for zonks for, a, you know, a, a Game of Thrones variant. Oh, absolutely. And there are, there are maps that are kicking around on the internet that all you've got to do is pick up the map, chuck in the code, Bob's your uncle. You end up you know, yeah, Baratheons are fighting um, Starks before you know it. Yeah, you know, and what, what fun would that be? You might but, kind of come um, down from Bear Island with your Khaleesi. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I'd actually, don't know if you noticed this, you've seen those these scars across your, your, your forehead. They're like, they're like charcoal scars. Oh, that'd be the fucking ink. Bloody oh, that's ink that you put on your forehead. I thought you'd been like some 
It just gets worse, like I said, it gets worse. It's dragon, my, dragon my, breath. My pen exploded in my pocket just before we started this interview, so... Uh, anyway, anyway. Ah, jeez, um, oh, actually we went to places we didn't think we were going to go to there. Absolutely. It wasn't absolutely. even on our run sheet. No, it wasn't. But I think it's... Uh, it's been good to vent. And it's a good... What are your to thoughts? To throw around ideas on that venting. No, not venting. You, you just touched on, on you know, the idea that this might be useful. What, what do you think needs to happen in this particular space? Well, I really like that idea because then you could have... Um, well, for instance, you could have some sort of um, donation system like they've set up yep. with, um, with web diplomacy. And you, look, from a player's point of view, you know, I know Ollie's always said, no, 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 it's okay, I don't need... For you guys to donate to the cost of running yep. of this website, you know, and, and he's been great with that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. But at the same time, I'd still like to um, contribute yep. somehow, you know. And if I could contribute some money to the running of Pep, I would. Um, I probably would so too. I can contribute in other ways. You making know, more variants. I've been making variants, you know, and getting the word out in the podcast. Now we're getting the word out in the podcast. Um, but it. It would be nice to have, I don't know, maybe you could even clone it, like a backup. I don't know, could you have a backup server? So if one went down, the other one just sort of... Does that even work? Is that even a... Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, you basically, it's like having a... Um, uh, uh, I drink too much alcohol. Um, I should know this stuff. But basically, it's like a redundant server. Or you have a situation where you've got... Um, you can configure your, your internet environment so that you're using the cloud so that you know you basically one server goes down it's no big deal because there's about four or five of them or more of them around the world that are hosting the same thing and running pretty much in tandem so that that's the whole nature of the cloud really isn't it so that you're not dependent on one thing if one thing goes down there's plenty of other redundant measures in place see i'd pay for something like that i reckon that'd be a great idea i don't know do you reckon i reckon players of diplomacy online I might be wrong, but I think generally most people kind of expect something for nothing, which is a shame, but well, yeah. I don't know, what, what do you, what's everyone else think? That's a good point. Um, yeah, what do you guys think? I don't really play on web diplomacy, so I don't... No, you just lurk there and just throw in grenades every so often. Yeah, and watch, you know, watch what happens. Um, mostly they just ignore me. Oh, geez, this guy's he new, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> but having said that, you know, I mean... It, it's a lively community there, and yeah. I keep an eye out on their political discussions, especially. I find it fascinating, you know, getting different points of view, you know, from my point of view, especially some of the um, more right-wing leaning characters, you know. Yeah. Um, they can come across as very coherent, whereas, I don't know, some of the right-wing kind of guys that I know over here are more start foaming in the mouth when they start talking about politics so it's a bit hard yeah. to follow that but um, but same with some of the guys on the left as yeah. well yeah it's equally as foaming and, and so for me it's a great it's a great balance I'm getting two sides of the same argument and it really helps with my worldview so I really value web diplomacy for that I find that quite an interesting source of if you, don't, if you don't want to just yeah. kind of get the standard you know view of the the political world from you know the main the media players media. whether yeah. that's whether that's Fox or whether that's CNN or whether that's the ABC or I mean, Sky News you know if, if you want informed opinion or at least semi-informed opinion from different 
sides. It's actually quite a it's a valuable resource, I find. Very anyway. true. So um, I don't know. So I reckon this is this is a good point. I mean, I wouldn't mind. I, I, we've actually found um, the number of comments coming through on on the podcast. It seemed to have dried up a little bit. We seem to get more PMs than anything. So. Yeah. I don't know. It, 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 we're a community. Let's let's talk. Let's share these ideas. So I don't know whether we kind of kick off a, a, a forum thread around this type of stuff or not. And again, I'm not trying to. I'm not saying that we need to take over from Molly or whatever like that. I'd actually kind of see that in some type of quasi governance corporate type of structure, he'd still be the the man. You know what I mean? Yeah. But how can we take things forward and, and manage our risk exposure? I would love to see a Westeros one. Oh, I'd love like, to see a Westeros yeah. one. And you said before, like, you know, even a thing like a bit of a Lord of the Rings and yeah. other crap. You know, um, people Trek. talk about Star Trek or yeah. Star Wars or yeah. anything yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, you can have a bit of fun with it. And I guess it comes down to the board then whether they think, oh, yes, we can do this because, you know, we're happy to accept the risk or we couldn't possibly do that. But, you know. But if they're liabilities. All you've got to do is just get, if, if, if hypothetically, you know, Disney kind of consult, get, got in touch with the board and said, cease and desist letter. letter. Okay, sure, get rid of it. You know what I mean? Done. Done. Job yeah. done. You know, and that's what happens with these things. They don't kind of, you know, sue your pants off. They usually send you a cease and desist and if, yeah, if they're cease. pissed off with it. But, you know, yeah. so many of these things nowadays, you think about, it's not just diplomacy yeah. in the world that we kind of live and talk, but, you know, anybody who has any interest from a fan point of view in... Star Wars, Star Trek, Game of Thrones. Got it. There's so much shit on the internet already where people, as fans, create content, pay, you know, homage, I guess, to the creative intellectual property that's been developed by the actual IP owners. And um, they're not kind of... They're not doing it for profit. They're doing it for the love of it. Yeah. They're doing it because they love it. So that's the thing, again. So if you kind of structure the organisation in such a way that it's a not-for-profit, you get around that issue that you guys are trying to make money out of it. It's not about making money at all. It's about yeah. actually running not-for-profit. And yes. I think it's possible. Definitely. So yeah, everyone, yeah. kind of give us your views on that. Uh, if you just think we're full of shit, then... And um, I'm sure we'll... Actually, you'll drop a line on the, uh, on the forum? Oh, I'll put something up. I'll it's put something up after we make the podcast live, sure. Yeah, OK, yeah, we'll do that. Um, anyway, We're out so of drinks again. We are out of drinks. So how about we have a quick drink and then we'll start uh, we'll bringing this bad boy to, home. Um, yeah, we'll come back to Doctor Recommended and um, we'll have a chat about the uh, the Africa variant. Sounds eh? awesome. Okay. All right. Talk soon. And we're back. Cheers. Here we are. Drink number three. Still tasty. That's still very nice. Actually, yeah, actually, actually yeah, that gets tasty. Did I get the right one? The hot thingy. The hot one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, it's tasty. It's very nice. Right. Oh, Doctor Recommended. Where did we get to last time? I think time? last time around we were about number 80. So, um, just to make it easier, we might start about 75, just in case people have gone up and down and things like that. Does that sound all right with you? Am I in the Hall of Fame yet? No. It's going to keep playing unrated games. Well, I've just started this uh, Sengoku tournament. Oh, the Japanese one. Japanese one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's an yeah, eight yeah. by eight. So I've got. It's actually I mean, just, they've split in two. So I've got four games of that on at the moment. Four. Four. Holy shit. Yeah. No so, wonder you're playing nine games plus bossing. Plus boss. Boss to you. Yeah. No. But anyway, seventy-five. Um. So yeah, I think we actually did this one last time. Gramuk. 
Um, Dr. Wiggles. Dashavania. Mariscal. Chaka. Winder. Ilum. Lucas Podolski. Chris Viss. The Papaya. So I reckon that's the Papaya. Oh, it is the Papaya, of course, yeah. Uh, Tang Zonghee. Okay, Mr. Drop. Mick, Mick Drops. Mick Drops, yeah. Captain Meme. Captain, yeah. Good Captain. old Captain Meme. Yep. Um, Anin- Aningura. Aningura, yeah, I'd say that too. Jeremy K2142. Phil 1986. Safari. Equator. Uh, Sam J. He's a pretty good player, that guy. He is a good player. I'm um, surprised he's something like that player. Uh, ZS. Yeah, although our American friends would say ZS. Yeah, they would. <laughs> yep. um, D- Danaman. JMB22. Volshokita. Volshokita. Um, Benguin. Uh, Rongakoa. Or would you say there's Rongakoa? Would you say Rongok? Could be Rongok. Rongokoa. Maybe it's Rongokoa. And Snorri. Snorri. And that's, that's the top 100 of um, V-Dip. So it's taken us... Over four episodes. Three or four episodes. Yep. So um, apologies if we continue to say your name wrong. Uh, that's the whole point of, of doing these type of things. And send us a nasty gram if you... You know, we've said it wrong. Yeah, that's right. Course. Nasty PM. Give us... You've got to do what um, Dechima Legio <laughs> said, which is you send through to us a uh, electronic robot saying the correct pronunciation of your name. There we are. Yep. De- Dechima's in our Renaissance game, isn't he? Oh, sorry, the Renascimiento. Yes. Um, he's playing Pisa. Um, so we weren't going to talk about uh, our Renascimiento game. May as well talk. Bring it up. Bring, Bring it up. up. I'm playing Sienna. And I'm playing Venice. And I'm just about to get destroyed. Yeah, things Not that you can't good. actually do anything. If, if Pisa, if, if Ferenz... Not that you can't do anything. What are you talking about? Like, if, if Ferenz decides to... If Ferenz decides smash to... Smash you, you, you're gone. Smash you. There's no chance in hell that you can do anything about it. I was actually thinking about this. Actually, your best chance at survival for Sienna is actually just to... Frontal attack. No, just to throw up your hands and go, fuck it. I'm not even going to try for this area. Moved to Chiusi in spring 1901. Yep. Well, in the first season. And go to Per. And go to... Whatever Per is. No, actually go to Herb. Because oh, no Herb. one goes to Herb in the first season. In the first... So yeah, that would be right. your best chance at survival. And from there, you could actually negotiate properly with... Ferrara and, and the Pope Ferrara and the and, 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 and you just, you know... If, if, if Friends was actually being friendly, then you'd still have Siena. And if he's true to his word, but nine times out of ten, he's going to shaft you so far up, you'll be walking like a, a cowboy. For... <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so that's essentially what happened to me, and I didn't even think about it to start off with. You know, I thought, oh, yeah, you know, mate, I had this agreement with Ferenz that, you know, I'd, I'd support um, Ari to Chiusi and then. I thought we'd actually work together on fire blah, 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 blah. But well, I'm going to be the first one out of this one. Even France gets to survive for some reason. Well, yeah, this has been interesting that um, a player such as yourself on the board... Uh, well, you, you only start with one SC, don't you? Or you start yeah, with two? I only start with one. Oh, well, France only starts with one. France starts with two, but no SCs. Two units, but only one SC. It starts with Geneva, doesn't it? No. 
Oh, you got to take Geneva. Got to take it. Yeah. yeah. So he's made an agreement with um, Savoya. Yep. So, um, so what he starts to say he's got one in suit. So he's he's in the game. He's in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Supported by Savoya. So there we go. So what do you reckon those two are up to? Those two are in alliance for sure. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> That's what they're up to. <laughs> Just a matter of what happens. Two drinks in, and your 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 strategic assessment. Oh, they're an alliance. <laughs> Albert Weinstein. Eh? <laughs> That's me. Um, All right. But um, yeah, I mean, they're they're front. Who's France? I think is ah oh, Leaf. No wonder Leaf's a, a smooth, yeah, no, smooth talker. talker yeah. um, and I tried talking to Zern. I was like talking to a brick wall. He just. Yeah, shafted me. Roughhouse so. has done well. You notice him again. No surprises for Roughhouse or yeah, Roughhouse. Yeah. You know, yeah. starts with four, four, four fleets with no SCs. Ends up with four. Ends up with four supply centers. centers. Yeah. Now that's 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 particularly good as gameplay negotiations. Jimbo, Jimbo Zig. In um, Napoli. Naples. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I reckon a deal's been struck there, but what do I know? I'm dead. <laughs> Is there any way that you can survive? Oh, unless... No, there isn't. Unless the, the Pope voluntarily lets me move to Rome. Or Ostia, or whatever that is. Ostia, Osteria, whatever the OSC is. How, how, how? Pisa could move to... Pisa, Pisa might convoy, convoy, <laughs> convoy you in. You know, do you see that happening? Do you really see that happening? There's no way in hell. Well, stranger things have happened. What happens if... Um, I was going to say, if um, Pisa starts attacking Ferenz? How? Well, he builds in Pisa and he starts attacking Ferenz. Elba goes out into the... Well, no, no. Ferenz gets two builds. He's getting one in Ferenz, one in Ari. Right? Yeah. So that's four of them. Oh, what? so he can't. Yeah. But he can, he can build down and plow. P.O. No, he's not. He's there. Yeah, okay, good point. There is literally nothing I can do. And so Sienna mm. is... is Kano, I reckon yourself. Kano, you're pretty fucked. I oh, am. Yeah, I'm fucked. Mm. Especially since Zorn, uh, Zorn has pretty much said, yep, I don't want you next to me. I'm going to kill you, essentially. And his messages to me. So, See, maybe you need to buy him a drink. Then, you know, he might be nicer to you. Yeah, yeah. Fly over to Brisbane, mate. I'll get you a beer. <laughs> Unlimited, unlimited. unlimited <laughs> <laughs> oh. anyway, 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 but having said that, I've, I've actually just recently drawn in an Africa game, which I'm quite happy with. Oh yeah, so we're to, um, we're, well, in, at this point of time, insert our theme for the African theme. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. here we go. Pull it up. You got it on the phone, haven't you? Yeah. Well, I did, but I was going to just put it in afterwards with edit, tricky editing. Oh yeah, okay. Well, tricky editing guess, like, starts now. Dodgy steel. So what do you reckon of that? That's the intro to our uh, Africa theme for this wonderful variant. And this is a variant. Not, 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 um, not, that, not the theme song from Lion King. Oh, we could have done that one too. Here we go.
Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata. Ain't no passing craze. It means no worries for the rest of your days. Yes, say it, kid. It's our problem free. That's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> Is there any other African songs we can throw in here? <laughs> we can have some random, like, Moroccan music. Moroccan music? How about now? I remember, actually, I probably don't, I can't even probably find this off the internet. No, you're not going to worry. <laughs> you could do a sound clip from the... Oh, uh, what about, what about the time back in the 80s when Live Aid did that, that, um, you know, We Are The World for all the poor starving people in Africa? No, I reckon you're doing, you're better off doing a, um, a clip from uh, The Last King of Scotland. Is there music for that? No, just a verb, like, you yeah, I've never watched the movie. Have you watched it? No. Oh, very good, very good. It's got um, it's got that guy with the um, bung eye. Mel Gibson. Um, not the bung eye. The Mel bung Gibson. Eye. No. The Last King of Scotland. Last King of Scotland. Yeah, well, no. we, we cannot take our freedom. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Forrest Whitaker. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's a dictator in uh, Uganda. Ugandan country. Yeah. He's Eddie Amin. Yeah. <laughs> You said you haven't watched it. I haven't. I just know that I know the historical. Yeah. Anyway, but um, anyway, but the story is. Oh, nice. you can have like a, a if, if you did that you idea. Can have a sound clip of Forrest. Really you, you can, at that point in time, you can actually have a pic, you can have a video then of like the the rumble in the jungle between um, Ali and who was it? Was it George Foreman or who was it at the time? I told you, all of my critics. I told you all that I was the greatest of all time. Wanna be Sunday listen? I told you today, I'm still the greatest of all time. <laughs> anyway, oh. look, I think we've put our listeners through enough bullshit for about a minute or two. <laughs> you know, Let's talk about the Africa variant. Um, <laughs> have you ever been to Africa? Uh, I've been to Morocco, to Marrakesh. Okay. Uh, that's it. I'd love to get to... Um, well, fancy you should say that, because Morocco almost took over the map. Oh, geez, what a wonderful segue. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your game, The Ghost in the Darkness. Yes. Yeah. And it went from 2010. Um, no, 2012 it starts. Mm -hmm. And it went through to 2023. Okay. Um, so that's uh, 13 game years. Now, um, the African map was designed by... Da, 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 da. Actually, we haven't actually... We, we mentioned Safari did the Cold War map with Firehawk, and I wasn't actually sure what the, um, the relationship was between who did what. Did Firehawk... Sorry, if I can just digress for a second, because we, we need to kind of give credit, understandably, where, where credit's yeah. due. And I wasn't actually sure... Maybe they just worked together yeah. on it. I don't know. But who developed up the duo map? Duo map that we talked about earlier. Yeah, I have no idea. Okay, here we go. Frank Hitcherman. Good on you, Frank. And adapted for 
to uh, the site by, of course, Oliver. Ollie. Oliver. Ollie. Ollie. The man and only. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, look at that. There's hardly any centres back then. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> viewers go, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Um, the Africa game. It's, Africa. An eight, it's an eight-player game. So who, who do you say developed it? It's developed by uh, Tristan. Tristan? Yep. That name's um, familiar. And for some reason, I've actually got credits oh. for helping adapting this. Well done, Kaya. Um, Do you remember doing any of this? I think I gave some advice oh. to Tristan when he was over at the lab trying to get a few of these things happening. But I don't think I really deserve to be on that. So, I mean, I haven't seen Tristan. I, don't, I can't even remember Tristan. It's been so long ago. Um, yeah, but good on him for developing the set. Um, essentially, it looks like he's gone and just grabbed a map of Africa yep. and just turned each state into a territory Yep. and kind of randomly sprinkled supply centres over. That's my take on it. And that, that that's how I felt on it for a long while, and that's why I never really played it, because it kind of looked really... Um, it didn't look like it had been adapted at all for the game of diplomacy. It's like they said, I've got a great idea. Yep. Let's just chuck it up there. And give it a go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although I um, think actually they, um, Tristan made a good call with blocking out the um, Saudi Arabia and the Arabian Peninsula because yeah. that kind of changes the dynamic from being an African game to a African Middle Eastern game. And that obviously forces players with around that Gulf of Aden, Red Sea, to, and, and the Med to change the way they do things. And but it does attempt to turn Egypt into a corner power. Yeah. You see, as opposed like to what would be something like And how did that work out for them in your game? Um, well, they survived up to the tail end. Oh, really? Egypt did. Yep. Oh. And um, I ended up stabbing them. That doesn't the sound floor. like you. Um, so who did you play as? I played as uh, Doobie Watson. Doobie Watson? Who's Doobie Watson? Doobie Watson. The um, Algerian, is it? No. Weren't you Ethiopia? Thank you. Doobie Watson, the Ethiopian. So I, I can't see where you got Doobie Watson from Ethiopia, but anyway. Yeah. Doobie Watson, the Ethiopian. Um, and oh, look, more, more bloody Beastie Boys. This is the Beastie Boys pub. <laughs> Can you hear it? Yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah, he's just moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> anyway, tell us about uh, Doobie, what, being Doobie Watson. Okay, so actually, no, no, let's just describe this as well. A little oh, bit yeah, further, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, sure. There, there are a number of rivers that um, come into Africa. Uh, the Nile being the, probably the most well known one. Yep, you've got the Congo and. Oh, the Congo River. Um, you've got this other one that goes up to Gabon. Um, Gabon. Yeah. Yep. Does it actually go? Oh, yeah, okay. Yep, and you can actually, it goes all the way up to, um, here we go. We're totally testing my um, geography. Geography. It goes all the way up past Tim, Timbuktu. Timbuktu, Tim, yeah, all the way to Bamako. Um, which has actually got two coasts. This is more interesting when it comes to our random pronunciations, isn't it? <laughs> Next time around, we've got to do random pronunciations. There's no point doing random pronunciations of African maps because everyone would fuck it up, unless you're from Africa. <laughs> and even then, you'd probably fuck it up. But it actually got two rivers there. You've got a river that runs up through Dakar, through Caves. No, not Dakar, actually... Dakar. Remember, like, the Dakar Rally? Oh, 
Ethiopia runs up Burkina Faso. Yeah, yeah, you did that one right. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, so you've got another number of rivers, so you can build fleets. There's no transform rule, but yep. you do start. There are a number of countries that start with um, standing armies, so, so you know, armed neutrals. Oh, okay. So this is like the ones that are on the map. When you look at the the variant, they're the ones that are like a um, a poo brown. Yeah. So Mogadishu, um, Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe, Kivu, um, Kivu. plus. Uh, Timbuktu, and Timbuktu and Gao, Gao. Tripoli, Tunisia. Yeah. Hey, how, how good are we? Oh, mate, we're Actually, fucking we're, awesome. We're just looking at the... Anyway. Mate, we should, we should teach geography. Yeah, geography. <laughs> 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 yes. Yes. Let's, let's teach geography. <laughs> we should be uh, uh. geography pro- pro- professors for um, African studies. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, so this game, um, it ended in a three-way draw between Ethiopia, Madagascar, and Morocco. Right. Um, now, for the majority of this, let's get back to it. Um, I felt really, I feel really quite um, lucky to be involved in that draw, mm-hmm. because when you look at the stats on this variant, Madagascar wins... Um, at, 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 a, at a quite a large rate, but nothing compared to Morocco. So, out of all the games which you can play, and there's um, a total of 118 games played on this map. Yep. Um, 12 of them have been soloed by Madagascar, and 18 of them have been soloed by Morocco. And I think this gets down to your earlier idea or theory that um, Tristan's just gone, hey. I can get a map of Africa, plonk it on there, great game. And just sprinkle the supply And sprinkle the supply centers because that tells me that generally speaking, not always the case, but generally speaking, that map is unbalanced and in yep. quite in favour of obviously Madagascar and Morocco. Yep. So you actually did um, do very well to... To be involved. To get to where you were. To, to be allowed to survive in between these two has been quite... Um, quite Lucky in a way. This is a gunboat game as well, oh, okay. so there was quite a level, a significant amount of um, unspoken discussion between um, myself and uh, Madagascar um, in in the actual game itself. Um, you know, mutual supports and assistance. That Bolt playing um, uh, Madagascar obviously looked at the uh, the larger map a number of times to see what was going on. Yep. Um, and, and caught a lot of my supply, my support hold, support moves, which mm-hmm. are occurring throughout the game. Um, now, for most of my game, though, I was um, doing a little bit of support to Egypt, um, who didn't really go anywhere fast, and um, was attacking the Democratic Republic of Congo, the DRC. Yep. Um, now, I found it really a really complex area on the map is working out this Rift Valley Lake District region of Africa. Yep. The Uganda, Rwanda, Kivu, Rwanda, uh, Lubumnia, whatever it is, and Kasai, nice. and and West Tigan, um, 
yeah, that whole region. Why is there a Western game but there's no Eastern game? It's like there's a South Angola but no North Angola. Anyway, we so anyway, I, I very quickly um, met this guy in 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 that region, um, and it took me from you know autumn 2013. Remember, it started 2012. Yeah. You know, so a year into the game, all the way up to. Um, probably around 2020 before I really established control of that area. Wow, it took yeah. a while. Um, and that only really happened because Madagascar came up and really um, assisted in the uh, destruction of South Africa. Yeah, um, yeah. Up until that point, it was kind of a two, two front. But mind thing. you, I mean, if you decide that's going to be your main line of attack. You're pretty much going smack bang into Congo, aren't you? Yeah, so it's almost like mano on mano. Yeah, yeah, yeah essentially. Um, I, was a bit, I was a bit disappointed with Egypt for not really um, supporting me in that endeavour. There were a number of times where he could have really um, helped me by supporting me into Juba. Well, when you look where, um, where Egypt's but, positioned, it's actually got... Sorry, this is... And I must admit, I mentioned this to you before, um, before we were recording. I've never played the African map. And... Um, just looking at the way that um, Egypt is positioned, and to a certain extent also South Africa, I'm surprised neither of those players do better because they've got a lot of opportunity to grab SCs around them that nobody's really contending for, and it takes a while until they start butting heads with anybody. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and that, that actually shows up in that Egypt sort of survived until, um, you know, the very end. They survived until 2023. Um, I ended up taking the lead on removing him from the map because I wanted it to be a three-way draw as opposed to a four-way thing, uh, which may not have been agreed to. And and I guess the main thing as far as um, South Africa is concerned is whilst I just said that, all you need really to get is uh, Madagascar popping a, um, a fleet into the South Indian Ocean and he can start convoying like crazy into a whole heap of Territories along the um, southeastern coast of South Africa, absolutely, and just totally yeah. fuck him up. So yeah, he's probably in a um, shitty position. But yeah, you're right. I, I think this game would be better played with um, full diplomacy, with that point in mind. Yep. Um, because you know, after I mean, this is this is my first game on this one. It was a, it was gunboat at that, but playing gunboat you get a, a feel for just the generalised tactics of a board yeah 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 um, and I generally felt that Madagascar unless there was a significant effort to contain Madagascar and at the same time a, a significant effort to contain Morocco those two could really just power through um, what was going on the board so I mean you're good to have seen that in advance, but you still end up being a bit of a meat in the sandwich. So, what actually caused the end game to the, get to the stage that um, both Madagascar and Morocco came to the the table, so to speak, when it came to drawing? Okay, so there was a um, a giant world convoy that occurred, and it occurred in. Kane is quickly uh, flicking through his pages here. here. Um, it occurred in autumn 2016, so four years, four game years in there. Okay. 
Kirk. Now, in this turn, Madagascar convoy from Mogadishu across to Liberia. Liberia? Libya? What? Autumn 2016. Autumn 2016, yeah, see. Oh, shit. No, yeah. I said, no, 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 no. He, did he? I don't think he did. No, no, but he made that order, right? Why did he do that? That must be a fuck-up. No, he did that deliberately. He did that because at that stage, it was the closest thing he could do to say, guys, we need... On, on, a, on a game where there's no verbal communication, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the closest thing he could do to say, guys, we need to focus on what the fuck is happening on the western side of the board. Um, That's how I read it. Yeah, I, I don't know if... if I kind of was on the eastern side of the board and I had all of a sudden Mogadishu trying to convoy into Liberia and I saw that met, that thing, I'd go, oh, no, he just fucked up. Well, where else could he go? <laughs> I don't know, I would think that's a fuck up. It's really? Just, yeah, I think he's just missed the wrong thing in the drop down orders. Well, no, no, I read that. And, as, and I would as, actually as, find it hard to get the view that you just said of like, hey guys, get your fucking act together and come over here and help me. Well, no, I read that as this is where I'm headed, this is where I want to go. There's no other reason for him to make that order. Sorry, as in like saying that message to whom? Well, to me. Um, potentially DRC and Mali as well, right? I think it's a bit of a long bow. I think you're reading too much into it. No, 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 no. Because look, he, no, 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 no. He, did he did he did he do the same type of crazy behaviour again? No, it happened once. It's a fuck up. It's not a fuck up. It is it's a fuck up. It is a coded message that happens in these. Coded message. It is. <laughs> it is. Anyway, so from that point on, he was an ally to me, and we got all the way to the end. Oh, so you, you're saying it's not a... Co- okay, maybe I, I, was, I was reading what you're saying as being a coded message from Madagascar to the eastern side of the board, no. like, hey, you're saying it's a coded message to you. Yes, his neighbour. To say, hey, I'm not in it to attack you. Yeah, Let's I move am. the attention elsewhere. Yes. Okay, I can buy that. You can agree with that? Anyway, uh, so I, I don't know if I agree with it, but I can see that that makes more plausible. That, that's more plausible than what I originally thought, which was a, a I misunderstood and thought that was a coded message to the eastern side of the board to say, "Hey, let's get our shit together together." Well, our shit together. I, together, I am the eastern side of the board. At that stage, it's me, him, and Egypt is the eastern side of the board. Oh well. That's how, you know, and it obviously worked. Well, yeah, I must have read it right because um, in spring 2017, you know, the, the next turn he convoys out of Mogadishu and proceeds to um, go through South Africa. I assist him where I can. Um, yeah, I'm interested actually that he made that move to send you that message. Yeah, at this point in time, you only had um, one unit bordering actually didn't have any units bordering he could have actually this is the thing he could have easily moved Mogadishu as an army into Diodawa which is an SC and chose not to and chose to send you this cryptic you know Morse code 
semaphore signal. Yeah, he, he could have, but if, you, if you message, look at, Jedi message, you know, um, look, he's. So I think he said that. Okay, I'm going over there. But if you look at what, how strong Morocco was on the board at that stage. Oh yeah, I I, right? I, I don't disagree with you at all. And if, then, if, if there wasn't a concerted, agreed effort between some coalition, yep. Morocco, Morocco would have steamrolled. Steamrolled. Right. And of course, who was playing Morocco, did we say before? Dr. Recommended. Dr. Recommended. <laughs> Jeez. <Yes>. So, <laughs> um, as, we, as, as I've said before, I think uh, Doctor's a fantastic player, so um, yeah, I think you did really, that. really well to, uh, to second-guess him and to come up with this crazy alliance plan. Well, look, tell you what, like, I mean, that, that, that convoy happened across Africa, then, and... Well, it didn't from, happen at all, but, you know... Yeah, well, that attempted, <laughs> uh, that attempted con- convoy. Yeah, okay. Um, and, and from that point on, it's just, I, I just followed the narrative, you know, okay. And you, you guys did play well. You played nicely in the sand pit together and uh, ate up all the other players and managed to put in place, you know, the measures to, to grind Dr. Recommended down and to the negotiating table. To draw, yeah. So, look... Uh, obviously, yes, we said before, not a balanced map, but for you to have uh, done so in such a, a way to survive and to get the draw, well done. Did you get any points for this? I did. I went up 50 points. That's why I was asking if I was in the horrible thing. Anyway, now, but back, back, to the, back to the map. It, this here, Which you know, the, the, this section here. Okay, to the, the listeners, fleets. instead of like moving your finger, you might need to kind of explain what you're doing. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm pointing um, from the Romanche Trench, Romanche. Mid-Atlantic uh, <laughs> Ocean, whatever CV is, and North Atlantic Ocean. CV is Cape Verde. And across, yeah, and across the north, we've got the Western Mediterranean, yep. um, Central Med here. The map is made in such a way that if Morocco was to gain control of a significant area of land, then if, with only a few fleets, he can bottleneck very easily any flanking attempt by the ocean. So that's why I think Morocco is very strong in this map. See, I reckon you guys, if actually if you played your cards right, I might be wrong, but I reckon if you changed your strategy around Egypt... If you oh, managed now, to, that's another thing. He managed, just, just sat there supporting himself. He did absolutely nothing. I don't know. No, no. I'm talking about after Egypt is dead. Oh, okay. The territory, yeah. sorry, the, the territory formerly known as Egypt. Yeah. I reckon if you move things around, do a bit of a hustle, like Luxor, move things around so Luxor comes down to, you know, Khartoum. Her goes into Luxor, so you can start putting pressure on here. Now, no, I, I don't I, know. I did try to send that message. I wanted an army in um, Luxor. Um, actually, so it was actually pretty late in the game that both Egypt yeah, no. and who's the blue dude? Uh, Democratic Republic, Republic of Congo. Congo yeah. So it was pretty late in the game, spring twenty twenty three, that you both killed. You all Finally killed them off. Of it, yeah, yeah. So that's probably why at that point in time, Doctor went. Ah, oh, well, we got rid of those other two guys. Yeah, yep. obviously good players. Maybe you'll fucking come and get me, so I might actually um, 
Putting well, you know, set up a pretty strong stalemate line, but you know, I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, if, if there was, if there was discussion, if there was actually diplomacy, like chatting on it, we could yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sort of push you the point. Come up with something. But, you know, it being a gunboat, it would have been a difficult ask. But I actually enjoyed the map much more than I thought I would. I actually don't mind the map. I, I like all these crazy territories with all the crazy borders. Yeah, well, that's Africa, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but like I said, the Rift Valley down here, um, I, I really found that a real difficult nut to crack. Yep. Um, and all the time, it was toing and froing around there for most of the game for me. Um, and I imagine there would have been significant issues going on around Mali and um, down through the uh, southern Nigeria and down that area as well but you know I, I, I enjoyed it I did enjoy it I'd like to have a game of it actually with full diplomacy yep yeah um, when you're not playing 50 million games yeah 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 I'll just let I'll just <laughs> I'll let some of these um, um, yeah stupidly I signed up for that 8x8 so you go through one you're, you're nuts absolutely not. so yeah. look in, in the uh, the broader picture things just looking at our n- number of games we've got on at the moment uh, there's 15 hours until our next duo game is due. Yeah. I, I would probably recommend that you and I both hold off and putting orders in until maybe tomorrow morning when we're, you know, more sober. More sober. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to make fuck-ups. <laughs> Does that sound like a fair deal for you? Uh, yeah, that sounds fair. Okay, that so we've got a fair. gentleman's agreement on that. Done. Awesome. I'll put them in when I get home. <laughs> Fine by me. I'll wait until I'm sober. Um, okay, is that it? Is that I all think, for I think that's about it. You know, I mean, we've, that's a good hour and... Hour and a bit. Hour and a bit. Hour and a bit, and a bit, plus and the, a bit um, again. Plus the, uh, you know, the music. All the music. What's <laughs> the wind away and... <laughs> oh, we should put that one in. Let's put it in now. There we go. I forgot about that one. <laughs> all right. So please send all of your, you guys, uh, you know, I don't know, two stereotyped on African music to uh, Kana as a PM. Don't send it to me. <laughs> yeah, if you think of them. Um, and I'll, I'll make sure Andy listens to them. <laughs> so uh, keep sending us your ideas on the, on the podcast and uh, remember, go to iTunes, give a review, give it a stars, just do something. Yeah, get into it, you know. It's a community out there, guys. Let's get into it. Awesome. Let's, be, uh, let's all be a part of it. So, okay. See you guys. See you. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.